Hello, friends. Welcome to the Stoke Coffee Break. My name is Eric Cloward. The Stoke Coffee Break is a podcast where I talk about stoic ideas and creative ideas, um, and basically things that I think about that I hope that sharing with you can help improve your life. And today's episode, I want to talk about how to be angry. So one of the things that I think is difficult for us in our modern society, is, at least is very difficult for me, is how to be angry properly. Because we as humans have evolved with anger. And so anger definitely serves some kind of purpose. But I think that we misuse it too often in our society and in our personal lives. Because anger in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's simply an emotion that we have. When we get angry, it's because something has bothered us or something has scared us. And we're generally, but we're generally not taught how to manage anger very well. Things usually get pushed below the surface and then they stew and remain unresolved and express themselves oftentimes in very violent ways. And I think that we're afraid of dealing with somebody who's angry because we as a culture, at least here in the U.S., avoid even talking about anger or dealing with it in a healthy way at all. Oftentimes, it's usually used to bully people or intimidate people and to shut down any kind of discourse. I mean, we definitely see this in our current political scene where many of our leaders just lash out at anyone that they feel has wronged them or even disagrees with them in any way. And I don't think this is a good way for us to kind of move forward in the world. So that's what I want to talk a little bit more about today. David Wilcox kind of said it best, and I really like this line from a a song of his called Covert War, and it says, Of course there will be anger where the love is strong. It's spilled like gasoline. It's crude, but it's a power we can drop on when it fuels the right machine. And I love that idea of not looking at anger as this terrible thing, but it's just this very raw power that we need to we need to channel in a way that's going to be helpful for us and help us actually resolve the issue that we're dealing with. One of the things that I've been meditating on lately is how do I manage anger better? So my role models for anger growing up were either explosive rage on the one side or passive acceptance on the other side. And neither of these is very useful or helpful in dealing with the things that that might upset me or dealing with the things that might upset my partner or the people around me. So in working with my therapist and and talking with my partner, I'm realizing that I don't know how to be angry very well. I don't know how to express myself in a way where I can hold on to that anger and use it to power, you know, the argument that I have without it turning into, you know, a much more explosive situation than it needs to be. So what I'm learning is that I don't need to express my anger or pretend that it's not there and push it aside but that I can express it, but I just need to figure out how to express it in a healthy way. And kind of the motto that I've come up with is that basically I can be angry without being an asshole. A couple of weeks ago, I stumbled on this really great article by Charles Duhigg in the Atlantic magazine, and I will put a copy of the, or a link in the show notes. So if you want to go and read that, I I highly recommend it. Um, Charles Duhigg wrote this great book called The Power of Habits, where he kind of dug into the idea of of how we as humans behave in certain ways and really kind of clicking into habits. And I really, it's one of my favorite books that I've read in the last couple of years. 
Anyway, he's writing about this study that was done in Greenfield, Massachusetts in 1977. And there was a researcher named James Averill, and he was curious to understand if the existing attitudes about how to deal with anger, that it should be avoided and suppressed, really held up in a place where, one, the quality of life seemed to be rated very high, and the crime rates were very low. He sent out a very invasive, in-depth survey to everyone in the town, and what he got back really surprised him. People really took it to heart and, you know, dug in and oftentimes thanked him for being able to talk about their anger. And a lot of the results really surprised him. For example, he said most people reported being angry several times a day to several times a week. And here's the thing. Most of the angry episodes were typically resolved. They were short and restrained conversations that rarely became blow-up fights. And contrary to his hypothesis, they didn't make bad situations worse. Instead, they tended to make bad situations much better. The people were able to resolve these issues rather than make things worse. So, for example, if an angry teenager got upset about his curfew, then his parents could agree to modifications as long as the teen promised to improve grades. And there's this great quote that he had in there, and he said, Anger is one of the densest forms of communication. It conveys more information more quickly than almost any other type of emotion. And it does an excellent job of forcing us to listen to and confront problems that we might otherwise avoid. So if we can look at anger as just another way of communicating rather than being something that should be avoided, I think that we as a society can slowly turn anger around and turn it into something that can be a a very positive force. For example, if we knew that if we were dealing with somebody who was angry and could at least count on a general way of how that person might act, then we could much more comfortably confront them and work on resolving the issue rather than simply ignoring the problem until it manifests itself in very negative ways such as violence. If we knew that we could get angry about something and that the person that we were angry at would be willing to listen to us and work with us towards a resolution, we could probably be much more bold about being angry in beneficial ways. And these are things that would help us bring up and work on very difficult topics. And I think this is something that's really important because as we see in different cultures and countries around the world, that people are becoming less and less able to deal with anger in, in beneficial ways. And oftentimes blaming things about their everyday life on very distant, you know, almost abstract evils, if you will, or things that to blame these things on. And politicians use this tactic all the time. They stir up their voters to be very angry against some distant group that is very easy to demonize. And the problem with this, though, is that there's no easy outlet for the perceived wrongs that their voters have. And I think this idea of being angry is really not very healthy and it really actually does more damage to our society than it does to actually move people forward into doing some kind of action. I want you to take some time this week and think about how you deal with anger and think if there are maybe things you could do in your life where you could change how you deal with anger and can you use anger to be a force for good? Can you use it to drive yourself to work on problems that are very maybe difficult or uncomfortable for you to deal with, 
But if you're angry about it, it might bring it up to the to the surface. Rather than making anger that is something to be feared, what if we all could, as a society, teach people how to be angry in ways that direct us towards resolution rather than division? And are there ways in your own life that you could turn anger into a positive force? And that's the Stoic Coffee Break for today. Be good to yourselves, be good to others, and thanks for listening. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, I would really appreciate if you could help support me by making a pledge on Patreon. You can find me at patreon.com slash stoiccoffee. Even just a small amount helps in keeping this podcast going. Also, head on over to my website at www.stoic.coffee and sign up for our weekly newsletter. And lastly, if you know someone that might like or could benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to help this podcast grow. Thanks again for listening. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to patreon.com slash stoiccoffee and help support this podcast by becoming a patron. Also, swing by our website at www.stoic.coffee where you can sign up for our newsletter and buy some great looking shirts and hoodies at the new Stoic Coffee Shop. Also, if you know of somebody that would benefit from or would appreciate this podcast, please share it. Word of mouth is always the best way to help this podcast grow. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.